This is episode 68. Hope you're having a great day. I'm Rod, and this is the podcast where we share ideas, concepts, perspectives in order to stay flexible in our thinking, change our minds when it's needed, and always keep evolving. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining me and uh, having a listen. It is so appreciated, and I have much gratitude for you taking time out to check out what I do. And, you know, sometimes I go week by week and think about subjects that I want to share with you, talk about, uh, give an idea, a concept, a perspective, and I am never worried because it always comes up no matter where I am, either when I'm walking, having a conversation with somebody, talking to a client, or simply just sitting and doing nothing, something comes up and I'm going and I go to myself and say, oh, that I should talk about. So this week, I want to tackle two conjunctions, the and and the or. And I'll tell you why. First of all, let me tell you a story. Last weekend, I had the great pleasure of having my kids over for the weekend because we don't live in the same city. And uh, it was a treat to have them here for a couple of days and be able to catch up and celebrate our own version of New Year's Day since we were a week later. But that doesn't matter. The important part was that we were just like together. And my son, if you've heard the episode that I did with him about a year ago, where we talked about his transition from being an athlete to becoming an artist, from going to a very talented hockey player to now a work-in-progress musician who I have seen progress constantly in the last year. And I must say he is very talented. Yes, he's my son, but uh, I call it like I see it. I am listening to his music and I think it's pretty, pretty cool what he's doing. And he's just getting better and he's invested in what he's doing. Anyways, that's besides the point. While we were together, we spent a bit of time alone because he wanted to go to a music store that is not far from where I live. And he wanted to go check out some some instruments and uh, see, you know, different things that he has in mind that he wants to upgrade his studio with. And as we were going to the store, we were just having a conversation on how, you know, he's practicing his skills. He's being patient with the process of becoming a better musician because he started pretty much at zero. I mean, when he was a young boy, he was obsessed with hockey and he was obsessed with sports and he was just a natural gifted athlete. Um, We never saw any musical talent in him at all in the sense that he liked music, but it was never a thing until it became a thing. And he started from zero, basically just learning the craft of creating music and being influenced by musicians and bands that he really loved and, you know, taking vocal classes, learning an instrument, playing around with different programs on his computer to learn the art of creation. And in under two years, he's created some pretty, pretty cool stuff. But as he keeps going and furthering his knowledge and mastery in terms of understanding and, uh, I guess becoming the expert in his craft, um, you get to know yourself a little bit better, what you like, what you dislike, what you're good at, and what you are less skilled at. And sometimes it comes up with a few revelations that 
Maybe you're not made to be in a band, that you like to control your own destiny and just create your music from top to bottom with all the instruments. Others will realize that they would like to be in a band because they're good at playing guitar, but they would rather play with a drummer and a bassist and a singer. So we talked about this while driving to the store and, uh, you know, visited the store, spent like an hour in the store. And finally, he walked out of there with what was supposed to be only like a pop filter for his microphone with a brand new keyboard um, that he, you know, tried out and was so enamored by it and could see all the possibilities of creating uh, more sounds and different types of stuff that he wants to do in his incorporate in his music that he walked out with it and, you know, buys the keyboard. We get back into the car and we further our conversation with him telling me, you know, I realized that I really, really love playing keyboards. I really love playing keyboards. And something that I think I want to do is to play in a band. I would love to play keyboards in a band. And I was like, well, that's great. That's great that you want to try and work and do stuff in a band. And at least, you know, find yourself some like-minded people that have the same, you know, influences like the same music as you do and you can go for it you know at least give it a try see if you like to work with others and see if you like it that's the best way to know your likes and your dislikes by trying stuff so he was like yeah that's true i could do that i could play in a band or i could uh, you know create music on my own and i'm like the first thing that popped out of my mind and i said to him why are you using or why is there, does there have to be a choice between playing in a band or playing as a solo artist? And that made him reflect and it made me reflect at the same time. I'm like, why do we have to choose? Why can't you be in a band and be a solo artist? One of my favorite bands is Porcupine Tree. And uh, the singer, the leader and the founder of the band, Stephen Wilson, also does solo albums. So he is a solo artist and in a band. And he's a writer and he does so many other things. And he plays in probably three or four other bands also, all as much electronic as in rock and experimental music. So I started explaining this to, to William and telling him that you don't need to make a choice. You can play in a band and be a solo artist. You can play guitar and play drums. You can play keyboards and sing. But what you want to think about is becoming an expert in one thing, the thing that you will be recognized for. So if you're a musician, what are you an expert an expert in as a musician? Are you the guitar player? Are you the singer, the producer, the DJ, the keyboard player? Whatever it is, you can hone and really work and master a specific craft and become the expert in something. Um, if you're lucky, you can become maybe an expert in two or three other things if you work really hard at it and put in the hours. But in general, you can do many, many things. So why do we have to put an or instead of an N? So I wanted to tell you this in case you're in a, in a, in a situation right now where you're also deciding things that you want to do in your life and you're giving yourself a choice. I'll do this or I'll do that. Why not do this and that? Why not try both? I believe that life should be seen as an experiment. You experiment with different things. And then, yes, you can choose which one you want to master or maybe another thing that you want to master with that thing that you will put equal time in. But why choose just one thing? 
Again, I revert back to the weathercock concept that I talked to you about almost a year and a half ago about not being about just one thing and changing your mind and leaving doors open to try many, many things that you can explore and experiment with. So if you're in this situation right now where you're giving yourself a choice to choose between this or that, why not do this and that? Of course, you may not have two careers or two jobs, but if your dream of starting a sideline and you're, you already have a career, why can't you do both? Have a career and have your sideline until maybe what your sideline becomes your career. And then the job that you have that pays the bills becomes maybe the sideline or you'd go on to something else. Giving ourselves choices, I find, is limiting our potential and selling ourselves short of all the exploration and experimentation that we can do in our lifetime. In order to find what we really truly want for our lives, we need to try as many things as possible. That's why it's good to change your mind and try different things and not settle on just one or the other. When we're young, we are told a lot of times to choose that one thing that you want to go study in and you know, become the master of, the expert in, so that you can find a career. But when you're young, you don't even know what you want yet. A lot of times you're in that exploration phase. But if someone tells you you got to choose because you're going to be going to college next year, then you're kind of forced to find what it is that you want. But maybe it's not what you want, but rather what others want for you. Big difference. So wherever you are in your life right now, Try to get rid of that conjunction or and use and instead because you can do many things. doesn't mean you can become the expert in everything, but you can certainly find what it is that lights you up the most, makes your heart glow, and then you can take that to the next level and become the expert in that. And when you do, you can go on to the next thing. So you can be an athlete and a musician. What is stopping you from doing both? But you may become an expert in becoming a musician, being a musician. Isn't life beautiful that you can have all of this, these possibilities right in front of you and all you have to do is train your mind to not use this or that or or, but rather and and try different things until you find whatever makes your heart glow lights a fire under your feet and gets you going in the morning to become and concentrate on one thing that you can become the expert in. But you never limit yourself to just doing one thing. You've got so many other options and life is so vast and there are so many possibilities. There are so many, you know, different crafts. There's so many different types of art and sports. Why wouldn't you try everything and not limit yourself to do this or that. Do both. Do the three things and find what it is that you really want for your life. And while I'm at it, I want to remind you that I had a podcast that I did on identity that you are not a title. You are not, you know, that thing that you do. We give ourselves title to identify with it so that we can explain what it is that we do when others are interested in finding out what it is that we are good at or what is our craft or our job. But you are not that thing because if you stop doing it or God forbid an accident happens that prevents you from continuing 
from doing that thing, then what do you do? Your identity is not stuck in a title. You're so much more than that. That's why it is so important to always base whatever it is that you're pursuing in life with your values so that you make sure that you're you're pursuing something that has a purpose to it and you feel fulfilled. Or else, at the risk of repeating myself, we're chasing empty calories. We're always looking for more things to do. So make your decisions based on your values and don't limit yourself on what it is that you can achieve, what it is that you can create for your life, what it is that you can try. Because there are so many things that we can try in whatever area of our lives that light us up. Try as many things as possible. And when you've experimented enough, you're going to expand those horizons. Those horizons will be wide and they'll be long and they'll be open to anything. And you'll be able to make better decisions based on your values. And then you will discover the next thing that you want to pursue. So yeah, you do have to make choices in life. You must make decisions. And in the end, we only have so much time in a day and so many weeks in a year, and so many years to live. Think about not limiting your options into what is possible for you when you go out and try something new. And we're talking about jobs and careers here, but it could be as much for hobbies as a new sport you want to try, whatever it is. You are not this or that. You're much more than that. We all are. We are and. I was also talking to someone the other day about uh, them making a career choice. They were at that point in their lives where they had uh, a sideline that wasn't sure. Uh, You never know the money that you'll be able to generate in a week because it depends on the contracts. It depends on many things that are a bit out of your control. Or this great offer that came in that brings stability, a regular paycheck, and basically all the benefits you can imagine. And the person was saying, I should, which one should I choose? I don't know. Both seem appealing to me. And I'm like, why would you choose? What makes you believe that you have to make a choice? That you have to do this or that? Why can't you do both? Maybe one can go on pause for a while while you do the other, but you do the other and you come back to the other when you feel that you can, you know, give a few hours or, have a sideline, a little hustle that you can make a little bit more money, whatever it is, because you like doing it. You enjoy thoroughly doing that little sideline. And he was like, whoa, I had never, ever thought of that. To me, it was like I had to make a choice. I couldn't do both. But sometimes it's great to have an outside view, a bird's eye view, to just see it from a different perspective. And I said to that person, who said that you had to make a choice? Was there anybody that said you got to choose between this or that? Or is it yourself giving yourself a choice because you've been patternized like this for most of your life, which is always choosing that you can do this or another thing, but you can't do both. Do what you want and specialize in one thing, become the expert at it, and then you can go back and do another thing and become an expert at it. Or you can keep trying different things, but be an expert in that one thing that really is your purpose. So in the end, you're not limiting your choices. You're keeping all options on the table at all times and are open to try as many things as possible. So let me give you an example. I'll take me because I'm the only one on this podcast, but when someone asks me what I do for a living, 
I always tell them I do many things, and that gets them mostly confused because they wonder what is many things, because I'm not tied down to just doing one thing. So when I start enumerating what I do, which is I coach, and I podcast, and I create music, and I write, and I speak, and I also paint, they're like looking at me in a way of like, is this your job? Or is this hobbies? What is it? I just respond with, that's what I do. I create things and I don't limit myself to doing just one thing. I like to explore many things. So it's just an example of not limiting yourself to being just one thing. Um, What do I want to become an expert in? Well, right now I am very much concentrating all my efforts into coaching where I do want to become an expert reference in that field. And eventually, I really, really will put all my efforts into writing so that I can become also an expert there. But I'm very well aware that it's one thing at a time. But I do many things to keep myself sharp and try and experiment and explore other things that light me up. So you see, it doesn't just limit us to just being one thing and choosing that I can't podcast and coach or write, or I can't uh, create music, for example. We can do it all. It's just up to us to do something that makes our heart glow and lights up a fire under our feet. And lastly, I want to make sure that you don't mix up the end, the conjunction end, with multitasking end. So you can be an architect and a musician, but Don't be an and I do this and that and that and that and that and that. And that would be called multitasking. So thank you for bearing with me and listening to me repeating the conjunctions so many times. But it is important to drive home the message that I want to tell you. We are always careful with the way that we speak to others, but we also would want to be careful with the way we speak to ourselves. I believe that it is so important that we talk to ourselves the way we would talk to anybody else by lifting ourselves up and elevating ourselves to a level where we know that we can do many, many things and that we're not just humans that always have a choice. There are things to choose in life, but when it comes to you, you can become whatever it is that you want. If you're flexible in your thinking, ready to do the work, and you're attentive to what your wants are and not your needs, you can accomplish some great things. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode resonated with you, and I want to invite you to sign up for the bi-weekly Weathercock um, newsletter, where I share ideas, concepts, movies, and stuff that I love. And until next time, dear listener. The Weathercock Habit Tracker is 24 months of tracking grids that you will use to add, edit, experiment, and or delete habits that serve you every month in your quest to live a more healthier and consistent life your way. For each month, I created a fun booster quote to remind you that you got this, one habit at a time. You also have a total line at the end for each habit so that month's end, you can compile the number of times you performed the habit or habits that you're tracking. Finally, the bottom of the page has a space for you to comment or reflect on your habit progress for the month. Make it work for you. This tool requires only two things, patience and consistency. With both of these, your habit tracker will become a non-negotiable tool in your life, just like my habit tracker is for me. And I've been using this for two years and I can't live without it. I'm very, very honored to present to you 
the Weathercock Habit Tracker, and I want to wish you 